Hello, this is Mo Mike from the guild Novos Recrutados from Brazil. You are listening to the International Shatter Order Podcast. What a piece of junk! This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off! If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. episode of the Shattered Order podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. What's going on, Wink? Oh, kind of same as usual, just sitting here on a Friday night, ready to talk about some swag out. What about you? Well, you know, just uh, ending a long week of being dad, the babysitter, and uh, ready to have some drinks and talk about anything other than the uh things i've been talking about all day with my kids. i can imagine from uh <laughs> hanging out with kids and stuff all day you're probably a zombie at this point uh, i'm getting there man do you know what i noticed i was thinking about in our uh, intro there uh two out of the five voices you hear in our intro are actually in the game that's it yeah so you got luke and you got vader you do not have c3po you do not have Salacious Crumb, and you do not have Jabba Hutt. Huh, pretty damn. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> I was just That's interesting. listening and thinking that. Pretty funny. Cool. But you also don't have Dr. Evazan from our old intro, or uh, Ponda Baba from... Uh, yep. <laughs> so, you know, we like to put those non, uh, non-game characters in there. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's our thing. We should maybe get more... Uh, you know, game characters in the intro, but that's beside the point. Well, next thing I'd throw in is Watto, and uh, he's not in there either, so. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Your Jedi mind uh, tricks don't work on me. No, they might. Those fear <laughs> tricks might work on you. They usually well, do. Well, this week we got one new Patreon subscriber, Nicoleo Nerio, uh, someone who I chat with fairly often. Very, Very nice. much appreciated, sir. Yes, appreciate you. Um, yeah, so next week, as we previously discussed, uh, will be our Q&A episode for Patreon subscribers. Uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber, shoot us your questions, and we will be doing a Q&A next week. Audio questions are very much welcome. Those are a lot of fun. <laughs> So we'll get to go over those. Uh, that is the current 
plan for next week's episode, assuming nothing changes that. And uh, there was something else I wanted to touch on, but I do not... Oh, I remember what it is. So, we've kind of been looking at some changes to the podcast based on the feedback poll. There's a lot of great stuff in there. Some things we are currently working on and trying to implement, and we will see how those things go. Uh, One thing that was requested a lot, though, was roster reviews. Uh, What I was kind of thinking about doing was maybe at the beginning of November, everyone who is a $5 Patreon subscriber um, will be put into a hat and going to draw one and do a roster review for that person. And going to just kind of do that as a test and see how it goes. And then we're going to go from there. Sounds like a plan to me, man. Yeah, I like it. Cool. And I had something else I was going to say, but now I've forgotten. Oh, A, I'm looking forward to that Q&A episode. I'll tell you that much. Especially for those that do not submit oh, audio too. questions. That'll be fun. Ah, uh, yes. That was a lot Always of fun, fun last time. And the other thing was, uh, I don't know. I lost it. Maybe it'll come sure back. To- oh, I know what it was. As what? long as, as well as the Q and A next week, we will have Wink's punishment for season three. <laughs> oh, so tune in for that. I forgot about this. It will be great. Yeah. I have already cho- I chose it before he lost, so that, I've known that about this for a while, and so he already right. knows what it is. So you need to shoot me the link for that because I don't have it. That way, I can start getting prepared because. <laughs> If I'm going to do something, I'm going all out. I'm going to make it good. So uh, I there may be some no props doubt. and stuff for it. So props. We'll, we'll I see. love it. Well, props, I got to get the yes. link from uh, Oradrun and Zath, and then we'll be good. So, Or maybe cool. Giggles. Yeah, I think he has it too. All right, cool. Sounds well, like a plan. Some things happened this week. They and, did. Uh, shook, uh, shook things up. So last week... So there was a game update, and uh, we're going to start things right off with new characters because we talked in depth about the Night Sister reworks last week, along with Mother Tells and the new, the newest character that they introduced last week, and how awesome we thought they were all going to be together, but not knowing anything about the new other new characters that they mentioned were going to come. And, yeah, we uh, did that a bit early, didn't we? Yeah. I worked out. We don't have to... Five characters in one episode was... Six characters in one episode was pretty long. Imagine eight. That's a good point. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fair. So, but uh, we want to touch on Night Sister Spirit and Night Sister Zombie now. And it's kind of funny that they're just two unnamed characters like that, considering a lot of people thought uh, Luce or Luce. Yep. I don't know how you say it. Was going to be one of them. And there was another one people were thinking named characters but they actually went with two uh two unnamed characters and you know what it's fine that's totally fine with me because i think unnamed characters are a definite fit in this game yeah and something else i don't believe either of these characters have zeta abilities which is actually pretty welcome it's nice to have new characters that have some synergy that don't cost zetas to actually be super useful oh yeah for sure i definitely agree with that so the first one we're going to talk about is the Night Sister Spirit. So, ooh, or also known as Slimer. Slimer. <laughs> you ever watch Ghostbusters cartoon? 
for Ghostbusters? Yeah, yes, yeah. that is the perfect description. <laughs> it looks just I, like I, Slimer, man. It kind of does. I love I it. I do not disagree with you. Even even her sec special looks like Slimer would look. Just flying into somebody and disappearing. It's pretty That's great. a good point. But anyway, Night Sister Spirits. Veiled Night Sister attacker who dispels, stuns, and gains foresight. And that is a very apt description considering just how ridiculous she is. Now, the first thing I would like to say about her, even though it's not right here in the character strategy page from the Galaxy of Heroes forums, is that if you're looking for an attacker that does damage, she is definitely going to be that person because... We didn't know how the reworks were really going to work for the other ones to do damage because they needed that damage bump to actually be viable or, you know, decent considering what they were and their speeds and everything else. But Night Sister Spirit can hit like a truck. And, uh, yeah, she does. So it's pretty nice. Her basic, though, is called Spectral Embrace. basically throws two uh, little slime balls at whoever she's targeting. And it's a deal physical damage to target enemy and inflict speed down for two turns and remove 20% turn meter. Gain turn meter equal to the amount removed. So she's going to remove 20% turn meter and gain 20% turn meter. And also has that speed down on a basic, which is amazing to me. Because you yeah. know how well and good speed down does for all game modes, basically. Yeah, pretty much. It's... Uh... One of the best. Well, Oops. not one of the best, but it is really useful. It can definitely get you that little edge that you need sometimes. For sure. And to have it on your basic, that's awesome. Yeah. And especially with like a Mother of Talzin who calls in all the Night Sisters to attack. It's really nice to have ones that, you know, do debuffs and stuff when they come in. Absolutely. Add something on along with their attack. It's yep. perfect. Kind of like the whole Kenobi theory, you know, uh, in Arena, kind of pairing people with him that kind of have annoying basics is always good. Yep, for sure. The special is Possess. This is the one where she kind of just flies straight at them into their body. And uh, it deals physical damage to the target enemy, dispels all their buffs, and inflicts stun for one turn. So it's a di dispel. And it stuns, and it's got huge damage. This, this, the animation, the damage, the stun, the, the dispel, everything about this move I love. And uh, after the flash event, which we're going to talk about with the update, right after we get done talking about these Night Sisters, um, using her today was real nice. Considering in that flash event you had General Kenobi taunting all the time or you had other the other characters that kept getting their buffs their speed up and those other buffs using her to get rid of them and stun at the same time works out really oh, yeah. well so unique malevolent spirit night sister spirit gains foresight for one turn at the start of the encounter at the end of her turn night sister spirit gains foresight for one turn while night sister spirit has foresight she has 100% offense, and her attacks ignore armor. So, unless someone's taking that 
foresight off of her when she gets it at the beginning of the turn, and I don't know what characters would even be able to do that. She's going to have 100% offense on her attack on that turn. Which is double damage, and then you're also talking about the ability to ignore armor. So, mm-hmm. you know, those pesky General Kenobi leads are kind of hard to get through because all the defense, all that's going to be irrelevant. Yep. it's it, The first two moves, I talked about the damage coming from them. You can add a lot of that coming from her unique because that 100% offense and ignoring armor is really good. And it's probably going to be there every time because of the foresight at the beginning of the turn. So unless she... Okay, I can think of a way that she wouldn't have foresight is if she had buff immunity. That would be the only time she didn't get the foresight. So buff immunity on her will be big. So that's the first one. And... I am impressed. I really like her kit. I'm definitely one you're going to want to have in a Night Sister team for sure. Yeah. So, she seems really interesting, no doubt about it. Both these characters you're going to want to have in a Night Sister team. Seriously. I mean, there's no reason to not start with the base of these two with Mother Talzin and then kind of pick your favorite two of the what other four or five that are left. Mhm. Four. Five. Well, there's five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Eight total. There's five so. other besides the three new ones. So Okay. Yeah. Why don't you tell me about the their zombie? Um, no. <laughs> I, I I'm being serious. Uh I can't because I am trying to pull it up and it's not pulling up on my computer. My oh. internet is totally sucking. Oh, okay. All of my bandwidth is being used to talk to you. <laughs> okay. I can deal with that. I was like, you you just going to say no? I feel I feel hurt. All right, Night Sister <laughs> Zombie. I I don't mind talking about this one because I think she's awesome too. Like this kit is ridiculous to me. She makes it makes her one of the better So one of the things that Night Sister didn't have was a tank. And her moves make her one of the better tanks in the game within a Night Sister team. She's probably not going to be yep. the same outside of a Night Sister group, but inside of it, amazing. So she's a vile Night Sister tank who inflicts tenacity down and can't be stopped from reviving endlessly. That's the key there. So that sounds annoying. Yeah. Basic Blight Touch. Deal physical damage to target enemy and inflict tenacity down for two turns. You remember a time where the only way to get tenacity down was hoping for a crit on Dingar's AoE? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm trying to... I have no idea what's going on with my internet right now. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not even kidding. This is ridiculous. Sorry, say that again. I said, do you remember a time when Dingar, hoping that Dingar hit a crit on his AoE, would add tenacity down? Was the only way to get tenacity down? I do not remember using Dangar. Um, <laughs> I think the first character I really started using that had tenacity down was Tie Fighter Pilot. Right, so he I was the one the that made days. that annoyance on that AoE. Uh, not an annoyance anymore because he got it on his basic and you didn't have to worry about Dengar doing it on uh, RNG. So, uh, yeah. But here yeah. we are, another character with tenacity down on their basic. And 
and this is one of the very, very few counters to Tenacity Up. I mean, basically, if someone has Tenacity Up, the only counters are a Dispel or Tenacity Down, which cancels it out. Yep, it works out perfectly, especially for a Night Sister team if you're going in to fight, let's say, Rex, maybe, or who else does the Tenacity Or Yoda, a Jedi team. Probably going to see that a lot more often now that people are unlocking Hermit Yoda. So yep. I don't know if Yoda, I don't know if Grandmaster Yoda is one that they're throwing in on the team with Hermit Yoda, but yeah, I know a lot of people still do use Yoda. So there's that. Do they? I, I haven't seen a Yoda in the wild in quite some time. Yeah, there's a, my shard's weird, but I'm also down in the 30s and 50s, 30s and 40s. So. Dude, we're going to talk about this later, but I got some serious event to do about Arena. <laughs> All right. I'm in. I'll listen. Special one, feed. Deal physical damage to target enemy. If Night Sister Zombie has full health, dispel all debuffs on her. Otherwise, this attack is 100% health steal. Two very awesome things, depending on her current health. So, if she has full health, dispel, dispel all her debuffs. If she doesn't, Pretty much uh, heal her back to full on her attack. Depending on how much damage it does. So, perfect. So she's going to be healing herself pretty good there. But the other part to that is it really doesn't matter if she does or doesn't because if she's in a Night Sister team, her unique Endless Horde, at the end of her turn and the start of each encounter, Night Sister Zombie gains taunt for one turn. So, continuous, non-stop taunt. So you're going to want to put uh, ability, not ability block, but uh, buff immunity on her all as well, because if you don't, every turn she's going to be taunting. And then the problem with that is the next part of the ability, whenever Night Sister Zombie is defeated, while any other Night Sister allies are active, she is revived with 100% health and 25% turn meter, which cannot be prevented, meaning... This is Boba and uh, Nihilus are not going to be able to kill her and make sure she can't come back. Yeah, she is. Uh, that That is why they call her the zombie. She just keeps coming back. And keeps uh, taunting. Here's the thing. So you're never yes. going to get around her unless you have buff immunity or you dispel yep. her and don't kill her. But yep. the mean, problem with dispelling her is her very next turn she's going to taunt again. So you better hope that you can kill someone in the time before she taunts again, or else you're just going to keep repeating this circle. And that's, I mean, if you're facing a team like this, you're almost going to have to have either a dispel on basic like Darth Nihilus, or you're going to need someone who can um, uh, buff immunity, like a TIE fighter pilot, or who else has it? Someone has it on basic. Who was it? Poe has it on his AoE. Uh, uh, Commander Luke Skywalker has it on a special. You can fracture them as well mm -hmm. with Thrawn. Um, there's a couple options there. Thrawn might be the best, but yeah, uh, yeah, you're almost going to have to um, put some sort of those annoying uh, debuffs on her. Keep her taunt from coming back so you can try to kill off something else in the Night Sister team. Um, yeah, exactly. Daka is probably going to be the key that you're going to want to try to take out since she's kind of the reviver of the team. 
Um, because I mean, I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't have her in there, but yeah. once you get her taken out, then you can kind of start killing off everyone else. But the fact that you're forced to keep attacking her, I mean, <laughs> that's that's an endless health pool. Just it doesn't like she could have a health pool of one. Whenever she yeah. came back, she'd start taunting again, and you'd be screwed. Like, it's just... they. I love... I'm, okay, first off, this sounds really annoying, and I can see how it will be in practice. But I'm not going to lie and say I don't like it. I think it is interesting, totally fits the theme of Night Sisters and a zombie in general. It uh, It sounds awesome to me. So, I'm totally in on it. Those is this going to be a team you might be interested in trying? I am farming Night Sisters once I finish Hot Han and First Order. You are actually going to farm Night Sisters? Because if I recall a few weeks ago, you said, I am not farming Night Sisters, no way in hell. <laughs> well, then they came out and uh, they released all these reworks and the kits on the new characters and they just look too you know how i like a synergy team right that's true you this do. and we talked about it last week that these these guys looked like a different way to play a totally different type of synergy yep. different than anyone else i like it and i think it's fun to play and i want to play it so i'm doing All right, it so i feel like mother talzin zombie and spirit are probably for sure in Mm -hmm. I think Daka would have to be in as well. She has that awesome stun on basic. So you and you can actually stun two people on um Mother Talzin's AoE. Who is the fourth that you're or who's the fifth that you're putting in there? Could be a fourth if you don't want Daka or Spirit or whatever, but um it's a tough This is where it'll go for most people, I think. I think ev most everyone would put Asajj in there. Right, my choice would be between Asajj and Acolyte, and I'll only say Acolyte because she has that stacking. Uh, with a rework, she has the what the stacking offense, or crit yes. chance and crit damage that just keeps stacking. Uh huh. So I guess it would depend on what mode you're in, but uh, I can see Acolyte being really good in a team, and uh, I can see I can see similar uh, times when you don't want to use uh, Asajj. It with a Zeta'd leader ability as your leader for certain things over Talzin. But, uh, yeah. I think I like Acolyte. I think that for sure Initiate is one that gets left out, even though she got some really nice rework. Uh, she did. She got some sure. really nice rework stuff, but uh, those would be my two choices, I think. Yeah. So. Um, I really like Acolyte a lot as well. She seems incredibly interesting. And there was an ability I was trying to look for, but I do not remember what it was. It actually just came to my mind. Wasn't there one of them that had some sort of ability that had something to do with whenever one's, uh, whenever a night sister died, they gained something? Yeah, there was one that whenever a night sister died, isn't that, uh, isn't that, uh, Daka's unique? She gains a health, 10% max health stacking. Is that what it is? 
It might not be. I know she gets max health, 10% have max health stacking from her Zeta okay. from something, but I'm not sure All right, if it's here people it dying. When another ally is defeated, old Docker gains 50% turn meter, and the cooldown of Chant Chan of Resurrection is reduced by one. When another ally is revived while Odaka is active, the revived ally gains 20% turn meter and gains offense up and defense up for two turns, and Odaka gains plus 10% max health stacking until the end of the encounter. So, if you can get people to just start killing, um, you know, the zombie over and over and over. I mean, she might be one of those characters you really don't want a whole lot of health in because every time she dies, she's giving 10% health to your resurrector, old Daka. And, mm -hmm. you know, you could just stack her up with health and that would be really interesting. Yep. I could see that for sure. Um, Asajj also has something similar. And when an ally or something is defeated, she can gain turn meter and offense and crit chance and max health. The uh, I'm not sure if they're all stacking or if it's just the max health that's stacking. And all that lasts until the end of the encounter. Yeah, I remember so, talking about that one last week too. Yeah. So that could be really interesting if you're kind of pairing some of those characters with the zombie, I mean, zombie is almost like a buff every time she dies. It, he, I don't know. It, it's a, it's a zombie. It's, um, a, it's a female. It's a night sister. Oh, it's... Okay, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's obvious. I, 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 Take a drink to that. I, I almost did that earlier. I'll drink, I'll drink to that. Yeah. Forget the Night Sisters. I should have actually wrote out Night Sister in the notes. That would be a little bit more obvious. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about these events real quick. So, all right, let's the do it. The Night Sister um, Spirit and Zombie events will be coming in 10 days from right now, I believe. Mm -hmm. These are not marquee events, they're a little bit different. Uh, they are events where you do get character shards from them. Similar to a marquee event, but they're not. They will return at least once per month. And they may appear in packs and shipments eventually. So that's that's a little bit different and kind of cool. So that's something you're going to want to pay attention to every month and make sure you're kind of hitting that. But, uh, you know, we won't actually get to mess with that till next week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that one, that's the uh, that's the one that ended up being the Halloween event that they were talking about. Yes. Oh, yeah, that would be on Halloween, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what else do we have? The Wicked event. <laughs> did you uh, did you get to beat this one? <sighs> so, I told you <laughs> about my mod or gearing of the night sisters today and how much i spent on them mm -hmm. i did. i told you that offline i haven't talked about that yet on this podcast but you the been a lot yes the ewoks yesterday i spent a lot of time uh gearing them up as well to try and beat this and the problem for me was i probably could have beaten it if i moved my speed mods around but 
that is not something that I am willing to do. <laughs> totally I understandable. I do not want to move my mods around. I will not put them back where they came from. It's yep. just a massive headache. If they put something in the game to uh, make it easier with mods and moving them around, I would have tried the event. We need but, mods uh, so bad with all these events. I tried it with crap mods that I just threw on them to uh, set them out. And uh, I got to phase three before everyone died. So that's what makes me believe that if I had the decent speeds on there, I could have kept uh, healing myself and bringing myself back up and everything. But uh, I just wasn't willing to move the mods around. So hopefully by the next one, I will have Pat or not Paplu because I am not farming him next. I'm farming Acolyte next, I think. But uh, yeah, the... Fortunately, this uh, Ewok event, I think you only needed them at four stars, so it's pretty easy to get there. If you did the marquee event for Paplo and Logre, you only need the additional 15 shards to get them ready for the event. So, Well, let's talk about that for a second, too. So a lot of people weren't in a place where they could do that event because they didn't have the four stars, five four stars, but uh, they ended up... So what happened was the heroic battle was supposed to award 10 wicked shards on completion. And people kept playing the uh, people kept playing and completing it and getting less than 10 shards, right? So they would get six, seven, eight shards, and never not a lot of people were getting the 10 shards. So as it turned out, that was a bug that uh, got addressed. So they what they ended up doing was putting a patch on it and changing what the the rewards said from being 10 shards to 6 to 10 shards just kind of a band-aid on there so people actually saw what were they were getting with the bug and that the next one will be changed to be getting the 10 shards you're supposed to but yeah so as a kind of sorry about the bug um they gave out 20 wicket shards and 250 crystals to everyone which for a nice. lot of people pushed their fifth Ewok to four stars so they were even able me. to they were even able to attempt it. So Yep. I started I was doing refreshes on Paplu trying to get him ready. I got to twenty nine out of thirty. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was spending my canteen energy rise that came in to try to get that last shard and never got it until uh, you know, I got those wicked shard wicked wicked shards in Ooh. my inbox and turns out I Really didn't need to farm uh, Paplu, but you know, <laughs> that's all right. I want to talk about uh, uh, unprecedented luck yesterday as far as Ewoks go. Even though I didn't beat the event, I was like, okay, I'm going to get low gray because I only need 15 shards of his to get to the fourth star. I when the When the update went out, I hit the refresh just to see if he would pop up and see where he was. And for those that don't know or haven't seen him yet... In the guild store, he's in the top right spot. So the very top right of the guild store. That's where you're where you'll find low gray. But I he popped up after one refresh there, so I grabbed him at 9 p.m. The refresh of the 9 p.m. for me, for my refresh, it popped up there. Or they refreshed and he popped up there again. So then I was at 10 shards. Nice. And uh the very next day before noon. I was thinking, you know what? I'm going to try to get them now so I can get these guys ready to go. So I refreshed the guild store again. And guess who popped up? 
You're kidding. Low grade. So I got all 15 shards on like the most unprecedented skilled store refreshes ever. When do you ever refresh and actually get what you want? Never. Um, <laughs> I, he hasn't even came up once for me yet. Oh, yeah. I just well, now check just to since, see. Nada. Since that refresh, I have not seen him. So you probably won't for another month. But yeah, that's okay. Not. Um, so I did actually beat the Ewok event. I used uh, Chief Chirpa lead with Ewok Scout, Tebow, Ewok Elder, and Wicket. I think you've got a screenshot of the gear on my team that I used. I do. Let me bring up. up. The there it is. Um, my Ewok Elder was gear 1085, but Tebow, I think, was gear... Let's see. He's gear 8. Um, Scout was gear 8. Chief was gear eight and Wicket was gear seven. And my basic strategy there was try to make Ewok Elder last as long as possible. Um, mm -hmm. I loaded up Ewok Scout with crit damage mods. Um, my Scout, Chirpa, and Wicket were all in the mid to low 60s on their level as well. So you, I really didn't need to put a whole lot of. Uh, you know, resources in them, but, um, turn, I mean, it worked pretty well. Uh, my basic strategy was to always call in Ewok Elder with Chief Chirpa, mm -hmm. or, yeah, is it, no, it's Wicket that has the assist in it. Um, yes. We get to choose the ally because he gives that turn meter to everyone and, Scout was my main damage dealer, and it worked out really well, actually. Uh, That's good. I, was, I, did I think not I beat it my second time after I put, like, actually got some, you know, level 15 mods and put good mods on everyone. Not great mods, but, you know, good mods. And all the, you know, additional offense secondaries I could on Scout. It worked really well. Nice. Yeah, that's... After after we got the 20 Wicked Shards, I thought to myself, well, you know what? I'm already further ahead than I would have been if I did the event, and I know my luck. I probably, with all banging my head against the wall for Wicked Shards in this event, I probably would have ended up getting six for all my work. And, uh, yeah, I didn't want to move mods, and I didn't want to bang my head against the wall. So a lot of people say, which I don't, technically agree with that uh, you don't have to do everything in this game but uh this is one yeah. of those things where i just weighed the pros and cons and was like yeah i'll wait for the next one so yep that is that where was, i stood uh, understandable it was it was a fun event i i really liked it a lot um can we put something to rest with heroic battles the uh bonus tier on this because I guarantee people have done the bonus tier on this one. I haven't seen any Reddit posts or anything about I it. I haven't either. That's a really good point. Like, I know there are people out there with a seven-star wicket, but I have yet to see anything about it. But what I was going to say is, for all those people that, back when we were talking about the bonus tier rewards and it being special mods or whatever we said at the time, so when they showed... Was it BB-8 or was it Mother Talzin? It was one of the new characters they showed six and five star, six and seven star mods on the dev account for the character, and everyone started asking about those mods. 
And the, what they said was that they were, didn't have six and seven star mods planned for this year. They right. don't know if they're planned for next year or not, but they aren't planned for this year. Well, heroic battles are this year. So you're not getting those things from the bonus tier of the Wicked event. Just putting that to bed. It'll probably be gold mods for beating the bonus tier. And uh, that's probably what they meant by special mods. That you're guaranteed gold mods. But it will not be six and seven star mods. Uh, Joseph in our live chat mentioned that you get two to five Zetas per completion on that. With two to three being the average that he said he's seen a lot of well feedback regarding that. That makes sense because that's one thing we did not mention was that Zetas were added as a reward for the bonus tier of the heroic battle. So. Very cool. Red, yellow mods, Zetas, you're going to want your Wicked at seven stars, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll be a little behind everyone because I didn't get those extra Wicked shards this last time, but I'm okay with that. Like, I, If this is returning monthly and you're getting, that means Zetas for it, you know, I might want to work on that seven star Wicked. Well, I don't know. As far as that goes, so along with do. something we haven't talked about yet, there's another heroic battle-like event from the Night Sisters that what? also revo also rewards Zetas. So that's two events a month where you, if you beat the bonus tier, you'll get Zetas. So that this is crazy. Potentially, that could be a half of a full Zeta from just events. So interesting. All right, uh, let's talk about the Mother of Talzin. She comes from the standard marquee event. Uh, that is the defense of Dathomir. Out now. So Check your out local now. retailer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, the defense of Dathomir, it is available right now, uh, and it is going to follow that kind of same thing that we've seen with the Sith characters and four to six weeks from now it'll be in the chromiums and it'll stay there for four to six weeks and at that point the defensive death mirror event will return and recur monthly pretty nice even before she's released to the board you will have a way in the next two months to still get mother talzin shards so that's pretty pretty cool and it's event and events are always fun so Yep. Another uh, thing to play. We need more events. Oh, man. We got a lot with this one. I liked that. We did. So. Uh, I need a... Oh. You know what happens when you hear this sound? You'll see a flash of light in the sky. I will. And, uh, you know, that is for flash events, which happen to return today and they are for night sisters very exciting stuff that was amazing very good work yeah i Thanks. wish that they played that sound when the event started in the game Ooh, that'd be cool yeah <laughs> um so they changed some things on these flash events this one first one you're going to talk about is a big one for sure oh yes so previously i think it would occur three times in a day which it was nice that you had three times to do it, but there were only one hour windows, except for the last one, which I think was two hour windows. So you could actually complete it four times because there was a 
one hour refresh timer in that two hour window. Yep. This time it's a one attempt only, but it's on a six hour window, 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. in your local time. That is an actual nice window that most, I mean, you can probably get in during that six hour period and do something. I mean, you're in there doing your arena battles typically. I mean, that goes all the way through the end of fleet shipments for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I assume most people. And that is fantastic. It's it's an event that you can jump in while you're doing everything else. I I really like that. Big fan. Definitely. It was a nice change. It gives you enough time that you're not... You don't feel crammed. Well, they, an hour is a long amount of time, right? But to get in there and do these events, finding the time in that hour, depending on what you're doing, which a lot of people, what they were doing was working and couldn't do it. So yeah. this adds a blunk, blunk, chunk. Oh, that was a mixture of block and chunk, a blunk. <laughs> <laughs> it adds a blunk of time where you can get in there in a six hour window and finish this. So it yep. works out really well that way. For sure. Um, I forgot they returned today and I got on my phone. I didn't even get to do arena today, but I got on there like, it was like 40 minutes before the event closed. I worked late. And so late before I got on there, but mm-hmm. I actually had 40 minutes to kind of mess around with it. And so tier one of the event, it gives you the team. It is a mother thousand team with zombie, spirit and two others i can't remember who they were i call this um, the carrot on the stick it was daka asage Talzin lead with spirit and zombie need a galloping horse sound that <laughs> yeah. is totally the carrot on the stick i because did not think about they were that. all zated all the ones that had zetas were zated ready to go and it gave you the taste of what this team is about and uh, they were yeah, right dude There's, it's ridiculous yeah. it's ridiculous how awesome plague is and throwing on top of that all the synergies with the revives zombie with his deaths coming back it, it uh total carrot on stick because i am in love with the synergy of this team and playing with the tunes that i didn't have yet made it that much more of a want to farm them for sure. Yeah. So it rewarded what crit damage mods, uh, some, it rewarded blue gear on the first one. So the one where they give you the max tunes gave you like some blue gear and, uh, some credits, but, uh, it was really about the dam the mods there. I know yes. some people in our guild got some really good ones from that, but then you mm-hmm. got to, uh, tier two, which you use your own characters, but you can use any star characters for this. It didn't matter. As long as you had a team of five, you were good to go. Now, this one rewarded five to ten Carbontes, thank you, and Stun Guns, thank you, five Omegas, two Potency Mods, and 150 to 250,000 credits. Pretty damn good rewards. No restrictions on what you're taking in there. So whatever you got, most people have at least five Night Sisters. Whether you've geared them because they're low stars or not, that's another thing. Like I didn't. I had low stars and very low gear on these guys. But now they're all so at least I. gear eight and gear seven. So I spent a lot of gear on them today to get them ready for this. 
And the best part is I did beat it. Did you beat it? I did, barely. I don't think I had anyone that was above gear seven. I think you were telling... So my DACA and my Assage were gear eight, and the rest were gear seven. And uh, actually, when I did the event, Talzin wasn't even gear seven, so she was still blue gear. And uh, the best part... Best to me, because I was able to finish it. I know this will piss off some people, but uh, I was able to beat it without throwing mods on my characters and at three level three abilities. That's that's how wow. strong these were. And they were playing against a ridiculous team because I think it had, what, CLS, R2, Leia, uh, Old Ben, oh. and... Rex. Rex. Yep. Yeah. A good, it was a good team. Because they were countering and everything else, but I was... See, it wasn't that easy for me. It was total and complete hell. (laughs) Good. Okay, so then people... My my experience isn't the normal then. Maybe it's... It was a little bit easier for me, but... Yeah, I mean, I tried it probably six or seven times before I finally beat it. I had to steal mods. Like, the good mods that were on my Ewoks had to steal those and remod everyone. And then... um, I think you can pull up the level and mods that I actually had on the characters. Uh, but like I said, I I used the Mother Talzin lead. She is level 66. I took her to there to get some of those abilities upgraded. Uh, level 53 old Daka, 50 initiate, 54 Talia, and 53 Acolyte. And um, they were all gear 7. And I definitely, definitely had to put good mods on them. Uh, I kind of set up, uh, who was it, Initiate or Acolyte? I think it was Acolyte. I set up as my main damage dealer. I put a bunch of crit damage on her and offense secondaries and everything. I got your mods up on the screen. Oh, do you? I do. You sent me that picture and I am using it. So there they are. All right. Perfect. Uh, oh, I might as well look at it. All right, yeah, Acolyte was the one that I went really high damage on. And then um, Initiate also had uh, full crit damage set. I made Daka as fast as I could. Actually, old Daka and Mother Talzin, I made it as fast as I could with the mods that I had. That way, you know, Mother Talzin, she has the super assist and... You know, the AoE with the plague and all that good stuff. And then Old Doc is my reviver. And because of the amount of health that I had, it was pretty limited. I was kind of forced to, I guess, um, well, I should say my plan was to use Old Doc and stun people, but that was not working very well. What I should have done was put some more potency on her. I didn't even think about that. But. I tried to stun R2 at the beginning. That didn't work. So eventually what I ended up doing was... um, I think I took out... I think R2 was the one I ended up taking out first. I ended up getting a lot of plagues on him. And then Mm -hmm. he killed himself out on his turn. Then I was able to take out Leia and then Rex. And then old Ben and CLS were super easy by that point because they had so many plagues (laughs) stacked on them plaguing it, them god it was ridiculous um i think poor r2 when he died probably had five on him and then i think old ben probably had six or seven stacked on him by the time so what is that six or awesome. seven 
Let's say six. Six is 30% of your health every time you take a turn. Yeah, at that point, you want to be slow, not fast. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Crazy. Yeah, Uh, but no, they are. They were a lot of fun. Uh, That kind of, even without Zetas or being that well geared or anything, it was awesome seeing what they could do to a team like that when you use them properly. Um, Yep. I mean, they are just, they're pretty ridiculous. I I don't know, uh, I don't know how good they're going to be in arena on defense. I think they're going to be a wrecking ball on offense, though. Oh, yeah. I don't see them having a problem on offense. Uh, Defense, I'm not, if you have zombie in there, I think is going to be pretty uh, annoying. But uh, there's a lot of videos from the Game Changers this week on arena viability of these Night Sisters. So I recommend anyone out there curious about how they are in arena checking those out because there's a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah. I think Cubs fan Han put one out that was really good. Um, I saw one from Mobile Gamer. This is just some really good videos on the Night Sisters right out there right now. I really think that kind of once we figure out how to use them, I think there's going to be some ways to actually set these teams up. Uh, I just, I just kind of have a feeling looking at their kits. Uh, I think there's going to be something really interesting that somebody comes up with these characters. For sure. I'm excited to see raid videos with these guys and see what they can do. Yeah. So. Gonna have to get to doing some theory crafting. I really want a seven star uh, Mother Talzin. She looks so <laughs> yeah, me awesome. too. Um, all right, so there's another event coming. I believe it is tomorrow. It's coming in about three hours for me. Sorry, Secrets. two and a half hours. Secrets and shadows. Oh yeah. All right, so this begins on October 21st, probably today, actually. I don't know. Depends on when you're listening to this. Um, I'm going to read the brief description because it kind of tells us a lot that we need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an assault battle. In this all-new assault, bas- uh, in this all-new <laughs> assault battle event, form a team of Night Sister and or Phoenix units and battle powerful dark side enemies. Like all Assault Battles, this event is intended for players at 75 and above, and it awards credits, unit shards, including Darth Nihilus, Sith Trooper, and Sith Assassin, and highly sought-after salvage, including Mark III Carbonis, Mark III Stun Cuffs, Mark VI Hypo Syringes, Mark V Stun Guns, And Mark 9 Biotech Implant Prototype Salvages. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, this this is an event you're probably going to want to beat. That's some pretty good, really useful gear that you can actually do something with. How much effort are you going to put into this? Like, where are your Phoenix at? Where are your Night Sisters at? What team are you going to go with? What's your strategy here? I'm going to go with the Phoenix, because I have them geared. So let me just, let me read a, uh, an excerpt from our friend uh, Capgasp on Reddit real fast. Are you about to tell us what came from Reddit? This is a excerpt of what came from Reddit that uh, I did not put in the in- it came from Reddit section. So, oh. 
But uh, Capgas said, as to why you use Night Sisters or Phoenix on this, he said, a lot of people have Phoenix for Thrawn and Chimera and their general usefulness in a lot of areas of the game, and I picked them to pair with Night Sisters in this event so that they have an ongoing use beyond legendaries for people who farm them. With this assault battle, Phoenix should be sitting pretty even as a faction that has a lot of use, so hopefully people feel the farm worth the payoff. I thought that was pretty cool. Yes, I totally agree. Um, I mean, that's been the big knock on Phoenix is in-game users don't really have that much of a use for them outside of territory battles. I mean, newer players, like, if we're giving a new player a tip, it's, you know, farm Phoenix. I mean, it gets you, Mm -hmm. you know, it gets you so far on legendary characters and the fact that they're good in arena and everywhere that they're good in, Galactic War, everything. Uh, This just adds another place where they can be useful. And it kind of baits us older players into gearing them up a little bit more and using them um i don't know how much effort i'm gonna put into them i i'm probably gonna try to beat it with night sisters i'll be honest but i'm sure i'm not so i'll end up going the phoenix route and uh seeing what they can do there but yeah it's kind of exciting that we finally have another new assault battle to Mm -hmm. throw into the rotation with two of these uh, factions that really haven't been used at all. Absolutely. I think the coolest part is the rewards are awesome. You uh, have a new assault battle, and then on top of that, I like the team the team choices for it. The weird thing to me, right, so it rewards Sith shards, right? The picture yep. for the event is... In the very front, it's Kylo. Next to him is Nihilus, and on the other side is Sith Assassin, I think. Really? And I, I believe that's the picture. Maybe if you're looking, you can look it up. Let me know if I'm wrong. But Kylo isn't a Sith. At least he's not... Uh, all the debates are that he's not a Sith. He's not yeah. listed as a Sith. He's never called a Sith in the movies. He might very well be a Sith, but... We don't know that yet. And I thought it was kind of crazy that he's front and center on the picture of the event that rewards Sith characters. Am I wrong? He's there, right? It's Yes, it's Kylo with Sith Assassin and Darth Nihilus. Um, Memory? You would think it would be Trooper. Yeah. Given what they mentioned in here. But, uh, huh, (laughs) that uh, that is very interesting. I just found, yeah, I found that interesting that I'm going to Kylo guess, would be right there in I'm, the front. I'm going to guess that it's because you're battling dark side followers, and those three, it's probably going to be the red lightsaber club at the end in the final battle. Yeah. With probably. those three. And, you know, and that will be really annoying, especially if Kylo's zated. No, <laughs> so annoying. Maybe that's uh, the bonus tier. So, all right. Uh, one last thing before we get into everyone's second favorite segment on the show is what's ahead. They dropped us a little hint this week, and I have and no freaking idea what this is. Actually, I've old... seen two ideas. So you go ahead. You have. Right. I have not seen any. All right. An old foe. 
reveals their true face. What the hell does that mean? Theories, okay? Okay, let's do it. Theory one comes from the show Rebels, which I don't know much about. But apparently there's a guy named Agent Callus in there who was an Empire... An Empire uh, spy? Not a spy. He was in charge of the intelligence division or something like that. Someone's going to get mad at me this week because I have no idea who Agent Callus really is. But uh, everyone thinks uh, Agent Callus is... This could be talking about him because he was an Empire guy that turned into a rebel spy. And uh, I guess someone somewhere in the show was talking about him, talking about him revealing his true face. So that's what makes people think this. Okay. The one that goes with the timing of The Last Jedi coming out that people are thinking of is uh, Kylo. Unmasked Kylo. Huh. So. I don't know. I don't know if I believe either of them. So. The old foe reveals their true face kind of hints to me that the the way we know them, you know, is maybe a little misleading. I don't think that would be Kylo. Like, because we've seen Kylo without a mask and all that stuff. Um, I'm trying to trying to see if I've got anything out there that's coming out. It's yeah, just not really coming up with much. Yeah, there's really, I'd like... Kylo is the one that makes the most sense to me only because we're nearing the end of October and then with November and then half of December before the movie comes out. You got to think that they're going to start releasing these characters from The Last Jedi, right? I don't know who this is. I just, and I don't think anyone else really knows for sure either. Like we what have about the past this? characters. I don't think they would do this. Because the movie's not out yet. Mm-hmm. What if it was Snoke and it's almost maybe some sort of hint towards Snoke's true identity? Because <laughs> we've never seen Snoke. We know that his face is in the trailer. This is total just, you know, just <laughs> trying to dig and trying to come up with something, but. Sorry. Well, you're know. trying. You're Winkadomising. You're trying to be Winkadomis here. Uh, yeah, I'm not very good at that. That's your thing. That's, <laughs> you're putting so something out there that if it comes true, you can be like, "Hey, that is." True. I came up with this crazy idea months ago. That is an excellent point. <laughs> It'll be interesting. I don't know who it is. I'm excited to find out. We shall soon know. But Job of the Hut. <laughs> Maybe Heather. <laughs> Maybe. Um, then, well, then we'd right. be three out of five on characters from our intro, so we'd be on the positive side. Oh, that's exactly what we need. And uh, off the rails here, but someone was talking about Jabba the Hutt this week and thinking if he was ever introduced into the game, he should take two character spots. <laughs> if that were the case, he better be powerful. Jabba's head and Jabba's tail or something. <laughs> yeah. His tail's like, like a tank and then, yeah. Always put them next to each other because you really don't want Jabba's one half of Jabba in the back line and the other half That's in the front. It just, yep. it just doesn't <laughs> look right. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, 
Man, do you know what time it is? Things driving me crazy. You're gonna bump. I do know what yet? time it is. Tell us. actually have some information coming out of reddit this week which is kind of cool so i don't happen every week i know man we search and we search every week but there have been a lot of posts there were cap gas posts like crazy this week so shout out to him always there with the community talking no matter the comments he gets he lets them roll off his back like water it's nice love this dude yeah i've seen a lot of stuff where people were kind of oh man punching at him i'm like come on I finally had to write something. I'm like, I, I, I just so bad. No one said anything about it. Nothing came of it. But man, the snark on some things. Because I know he said something about uh, mentioning that he had spent a lot of time working on these events that just came out, and he was happy to see the community finally get to play them all. And then someone said, "Wow, so you just did your job like everyone else does." And I'm like, oh my, are you are you serious right now? What a douche! What Seriously? a douchey thing to say! Like, <laughs> get out of here. Uh, Anyways, the uh, cap gasps. What did he say? So he's it can't kind of gave a rundown of the events that I really thought was good information. We kind of covered it already, but I'm gonna go back over it one more time, just because these events will be coming back, and it's good to know this information. So he kind of just broke it down point for point. He said, I hope you all like the new events. They were a ton of work. Here's some of the info to help you all decide what to do. Five Night Sisters at five stars, earning Talzin shards in defense of Dathmir. When you seven star Talzin, you get Zetas for doing the bonus tier. That's the one that returns every month that we talked about. So there's that. That was it. I thought this was nice just because there were so many events in that update post. It was hard to keep track of what needed what and what was rewarded. And this kind of just broke it down, right? So five Ewoks at four stars. They dropped that down from five stars to four stars. So that was really nice. But uh, five Ewoks at four stars to earn Wicket Shards in the ATST event. When you have seven star Wicket, you can get Zetas for doing the bonus tier of that event. Night right. Sisters slash Hold Phoenix. On. Oops, Hold sorry. On. Quick but, point. Yeah. On the Ewok deal, um, as a rewards, they listed Zetas. And this was something that we mentioned earlier. Did they take mods out of that bonus tier? No, I because think they're still there. Are they? There's yeah, still so. rare mods there? Okay. Because I was going to say, if there aren't mods there, then that may be hinting that that they, they were, were the intending to bring out six and seven star mods, but they're delaying it yeah. until next year. So well, I can't say for sure that. because I don't know that I could. Well, the event's not even there anymore, but I don't. I don't remember if I could see the possible rewards for the bonus tier. You can't. Okay. Yeah. So I can't tell you myself. Yeah. But interesting. Okay. I'll we'll find on. some whale friends and uh, ask them. Did Grande get Wicked at 7-star? Can we ask him? I don't know. We should. <laughs> All right. Uh, other things he said. Night Sister Phoenix for the new Assault Battle, Secrets and Shadows, lots of highly requested gear, and Sith Shards. Five Night Sisters, I recommend gear 8+, for advanced tactics. Again, helping get gear everyone's been requesting. That was the Flash event. Gear 8, pretty pretty good spot to be in to beat it every time can be done with lower gear as me and you have both talked about already 
Zombie and Spirit come from Ghosts of Dathmere event, which will be on Halloween. If you're level 80 plus, you will get them both the first time you win. If you're under level 80, you'll instead get a few shards and a huge XP reward the first time you help to help level you up. So for those under level 80, you're going to get shards and not unlock. And for those of us 80 plus, we will be getting the full characters. Yay! So uh, if you're close, you might want to go ahead and make sure you try to hit level 80. Push for that level 80 before the 31st. Because then yep. you'll get those two characters full, full, fully unlocked. Another Do those refreshes. Yes, for sure. Oh, Another hey, thing I'd that, like to uh, bring you, something yeah. up real quick. I'm totally interrupting you again. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I'll do it to you all the time. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm actually going to go look. I think the hard nodes of like light side and dark side nine. Those actually get give more. Um, experience than they do energy you spend. Do you recall if that's accurate? Say that again. So on, uh, okay, this is accurate. Light side and dark side nine. If you spend 10 energy there, you get 12 experience points. So if you're trying to rush and hurry to get to level 80 and you're trying to do it as fast as possible, Light side nine and uh, dark side nine, those are the only places where you actually get more experience than energy you're spending. So that can actually greatly increase. I mean, it's a what a it's a 20 percent increase in the amount of experience you're getting per energy spent. So that's a pretty big way to increase the level at which you're leveling up. If so, this is your new player tip of the week. and. yeah, so get to if you can get to those light side nines, you can, you know, level up a little bit quicker. And this is something else we haven't mentioned that I wanted to bring up tonight. If you're having issues with those, come to our Discord channel. We have a resource <laughs> there. Uh we've got a lot of people that have their uh ally codes in there so you can go still leaders. Um my my ally codes on there. I know I've got my commander Luke as my leader on light side. So if you want to use a commander Luke that's fully maxed, well, not fully maxed, but gear 12, um, you can still my ally code. I add everyone that adds me and then just slowly delete people as more people add. But um, you can do that if you need help beating some of those battles. But yeah, get to light side nine and get that extra experience. Yep. I think it's funny. The reason I started laughing is because I was going to mention that is uh, it might be harder for newer players to get to those n- uh, nine level nine uh, <laughs> battles and beat them. But if yep. you have a decent like group of gear tens, which is kind of where I see people uh, in the sub 80s being if they're really focusing on one light side team. Uh, adding CLS in there or certain damage dealers on top of your team, whoever they are, can be a huge bump to finish those. Yep. So. For sure. Absolutely. That is a very good. <coughs> Whoa. That is a. So uh, I got a very big 
big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. <laughs> that's your big tip of the week. <laughs> that makes, that's the like the best sound clip, I think. I, I love the uh, your reply. I'm sure you do. <laughs> All right. Anyways, oh. going back to this. So Capgas had another post that I thought was really cool. He's talking. Someone had mentioned what to mod Talzin, and he came swooping in with uh, their internal testing and what they were doing with with Mother Talzin from there. Right. So he said that some of the best mods you can put on Talzin are raw offense and raw health, along with possibly crit rating or crit chance because her uh, crit chance is inherently low, so though he thinks those are the best ones that you can put on her, because speed is not as needed with her because of her passive granting turn meter due to low health enemies, lowering her resilience on speed. So, yeah. Cap- from cap gas from internal testing, they think that raw offense and health are what you want to go with, along with possibly crit chance. So, Good information there. I know people will still throw secondary mods on Talzin to get her faster, but as far as those um, primaries on mods, health, offense, keep you looking good. So, Very interesting. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting look into, hey, this is what our internal testing team's been doing. So, so that's another point in... We've kind of talked about this in the past, but uh, I don't know, maybe new newer players and newer listeners haven't heard us go and talk about mods, but like the offense mods are way better for characters that have low crit chance, and that's kind of what they're talking about here. When you're not critting as often, you want that higher baseline. So by using those offense mods, it gives you that higher baseline of damage. But um, I think if you're over... 20 to 25 percent crit chance you actually get like more damage output over say 100 attacks with crit damage set but you have a far lower baseline due to the fact that you're not critting as often so it's just a little bit you know a little bit less rng dependent on those characters yep for sure and uh scion i totally agree like I said, people are going to still throw speed on Talzin. Um, that's going to happen. You, people, it doesn't matter what character it is or what they do, people still throw speed on them. So, yeah, people are going to throw speed on her to get those. But the thing about her is you don't need her fast to spread plague because every time someone uses a special, plague spreads. So Yes. Yeah. It, they're going to do it regardless. I don't know that it's completely 100% necessary but it is there and people will do it just because that's what we do with characters we put speed on them and I kind of think that might be talking about mod set bonuses and not necessarily in you know primary and secondary stats on this because that's kind of you know uh, yeah at least that's that's my assumption that would make sense if he was just talking about the mod set for sure yep so he mentioned raw offense which by the way i do think like the raw offense numbers are the second best secondary stat you can get that's my opinion makes sense yeah 
And Hidden Spring making an appearance on Reddit, dropping a bomb. A very welcome one. So Hidden Spring 84 posted on Reddit this week that the stacking debuffs and buffs. So dots from uh, Zeta Vader or freaking heal over times from Churrit. Coming in the next client update, they have done the engineering work. It is finished. They just have to wait for the next big client update where you have to download a new patch. They will be putting in the stacking debuffs and buffs where it'll show just one icon with a number on it. And I am super excited about that. I cannot wait for that. That's going to be absolutely amazing. I still use Chert and Bays in my arena team, and those Ooh. hots are just freaking everywhere all the time. Yeah. They They're get so control. annoying. Yep. But uh, this brought made me think, right? And uh, it's gonna be nice for Plague too. Oh yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm but, surprised that this didn't come out with the Night Sisters because of that. But yeah. yeah. It's well, it that's what that's what I was trying to say. It couldn't come out with the Night Sisters because it has to come out where you go to the App Store, Google Play Store or the iOS App Store and you have to download a new uh, version of the app. They can't push gotcha. that into the game until they have a new one of those. Uh, so that's why it's not in there yet and they're not sure when that one's happening. But my thought to that also was I wonder if that makes a quality of up quality of life update coming soon. Oh, that's my prediction. I think that's what we're getting for the two year anniversary of the game at the end of November. That's my guess. I think. All right, Wingstradamus going on here. Uh, <laughs> I think in addition to that, we're going to finally get the most awaited thing that there is: mod sets. I think we're finally going to have a way to match mods together and move entire mod sets characters. But maybe I, that's just wishful thinking. I think that, well, if, the first, the last quality of life update, we knew there, there were a bunch of things and a lot of things got added in, but we knew what was sitting there that people wanted and we saw a lot of it get implemented, right? The only yep. things I can think of right now that people want to get implemented are the stacking debuffs. Yep. the mod st or the mod thing and the only other one i can think of that i don't think that they would put in and isn't as big of a problem now once you spend all your ally points but is that a, that's a 10 or a 5 or a 10 spend on yeah. ally points those are the only three i can think of for a quality of life update so i'd be really interested if they do do one to see what things they add that I didn't even know that I wanted that I want and love because they did that with the last one, right? So challenges, yeah. we didn't know they were going to update challenge rewards and give us everything. If we could complete the, the highest tier, you know, or put Sims on the challenges because Holy crap. Remember how annoying it was to have to do every single challenge. Oh, so bad. Maybe <laughs> that. Okay. I'm adding two other things. I think we're going to get, additional challenge tiers which will be very exciting That'd and nice. then i think they're finally gonna add sim tickets on raids sim tickets on raids well there's a bold prediction <laughs> that's for sure 
All right. Um, yeah, we well, kind of talked about that last week. I'm really hoping that they take our advice and do that. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk about something that we know nothing about. But oh, that just sounds like fun. Like to talk. We like to uh, put our two cents in. Ramble. Yeah. Kind of like that whole episode we did on ships before they came out, where we, everything we talked about was com- not completely wrong. I shouldn't say that. But we, we we were shocked by everything that was put in. Remember that at one true. point when we thought ships were going to be a sixth character in Arena? I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, well now I can use my ship ability and bring them in and do something. Yeah. Huh, yeah. I Good memory. That was yeah. way back in the day. Back in the day. So let's talk about Guild versus Guild and kind of theory it. craft what is going on here. I wrote down you a bunch th- of uh, notes here on what I see in one single picture to kind of just... have that uh, picture up? Uh, I don't. I think people might like to see that because it's kind of an awesome picture. Okay, well, you... Uh, you, you know what? Yes, it is an awesome right. picture. So Guild versus Guild is coming. We know that for sure, yep. right? It's confirmed. Confirmed. Along with Dark Side Ter- at the same time, Dark Side Ter- Dark Side Territory battles were announced. So we know that they're coming, and uh, yeah, it is a thing. Now, my question to you, just general overview here: Are you excited about them? I mean, what kind of questions that? Of course, <laughs> it depends on what it turns out to be. Honestly, um. We'll, which we'll kind of get into what we think it's going to be. But if it is what I think it's going to be, I am absolutely over the moon about it. All right. Well, that was my, that's what I was curious about. I, depending on how it's implemented, I think it will be real cool. Another way for us to work as a guild towards something. So, yep. But let's go over these notes here. So, first thing, I have the map up on the live stream now. But what you get is a map with what looks like a defense and an offense circle. So it looks like over on the right side of the picture is an offense. And on the left side is a defense side. Now, we already know for sure that the first territory war will take place on Jakku. Kind of cool. It's taking place on a setting from the new... Not the new universe, but the the new era of Star Wars. Yep. So that'll be interesting. I'm excited to see a complete sand level with a Star Destroyer stuck in it in the background. I'm sure yeah. that'll be one of them. Well, and on this map, it actually looks like, I think I see an ATST also, or not ATST, an ATAT, and it looks like an X-Wing in the sand. I'm trying to make out more that's all that i'm for sure of other than rocks i see something <laughs> round at the top that looks like a big astromech but that's not what it is yeah um, anyway yeah so that is something they talked about was the fact that there would be kind of a defense mode and an offense mode and that's kind of what you see on the map is on that left side blue circle with the little defense guys now it looks like there are various territories um, I think I see, let's see, 10. I see 10 total territories for the offense 
and the defense each. Mm-hmm. And it would appear uh, that if you go left, left to right on the defense side, right to left on the offense side, that the later tiers are the two where there's only two in a vertical strip. Yes, that is correct. So that that's yep. kind of gets less less cluttered at the end of it. So that's interesting. So now the question is, uh, what are we going to see about, like, are there going to be platoons? Um, it, is it going to be similar territory battles? So it's called uh, territory wars, right? Correct. And it looks similar in the map. So my, like, this is the question that I pose. Will there be Jakku themed platoons? So let's say, you know, the platoons now have a certain ability that you get. The, the reason I ask this question, so in territory battles, you do your platoons and you get a certain ability to use, right? So yep. in ships, it's the one that with the, uh, the ion, ion cannon. cannon that shoots up. And then in the character battles, you have that AOE that comes down. Yep. Right? So my question is, if we're doing guild versus guild PvP, are we going to get extra abilities to use like in a PvP battle similar to territory battles or will it be straight PvP? That is a really good question. Um I kind of think it I think it kind of depends on how they do the matching for the guilds. Um if I'm assuming they're going to go off galactic power and you're going to use somebody near you in galactic power. Yeah, I'm betting it's probably like plus 20, minus 20, or plus 10, minus 10, something like that. Yeah, probably. That would, yeah. Or maybe, you know, like a 5% one way or the other. Either way. They got to put a decent range on this because there are guilds at the top, right? And those top guilds aren't going to want to fight each other every single territory war. That's what you get for being in a top guild. Yeah, well, Team Instinct versus uh, B- BHG reloaded every oh. single territory war. <laughs> you know, you yeah. hear about that forever. Yeah, I- I'm sure it'll bounce around. And that could be something. So if you look on here, there there is like a, a little speed guy. It looks like a speed uh, speed mod look, but it has, you know, a little three at the bottom. And that is on the offense side, which kind of makes me think that, you know, maybe you're getting some sort of speed bonus in there and they could possibly be using bonuses like that to balance out uh, the difference in between, you know, various galactic powers. Yeah, true. It's weird, though, because you have these... You have those icons, right? So you have one that kind of looks like a laser light show on the uh, defense side here. You have one that looks like a... It almost looks like the icon for Cody's AoE. There's a speed one at the top. Uh, On the defense side in the second vertical strip, there's a lightning bolt coming down on a target. You know, you got... In the third vertical strip and in the fourth one, you have abilities that have chains over them, so they're not unlocked. I just, 
it's interesting to me how these things unlocked. And the only thing that I could think of relative to territory battles was platooning. Now, whether how you got it now. So in territory battles, you have six, right? There's six levels. There's six different platoons. You get through them. You get one, two. When you get two is kind of when you fill in a, a section, right? So when you fill in a section, there's three levels to a ability, right? So there's, you can do two out of six. You can do three out, four out of six, or you do six out of six. And that upgrades the ability, right? Nothing on here we see over four. We do see a two and we do see a three. So that's why I think that maybe a platoon type system might be in place to get these abilities to certain levels like they are shown there. Yep. I don't know. Well, and here's kind of my thought. If you notice, uh, like what you're talking about on the pictures, the offense side, the side that appears to be lit up, just has like the little offense mod symbol, just has that, you know, with the little blip kind of pointing down. On the defense side, it has the defensive shield with a little blip pointing down. However, what it's pointing to on each of those territories is the various symbol, symbols like you're talking about that kind of look like some sort of ability or something. Mm -hmm. That could be the bonus that your team has on defense. Like, the people that are fighting you, your team that they're fighting against has whatever bonuses those are. So yeah. it could be kind of like you have bonuses to unlock on defense to make your defense team stronger, and you have buffs to gain on offense to make you better on offense, you know, with the platoons. Um, something else I noticed that with this kind of, it looks like it's divided into four sections. Um, this could be something that's four days. They, I could totally see with the cadence that they have with territory battles. Notice we have a territory battle. Then we have Ooh, a four-day break. I, I, I see where you're going with that. next territory battle. So that four-day break could be for Guild Wars. Yeah, I was going to say. So it could be going territory wars or territory battles into territory wars back into territory battles. Yep. I like the way you're thinking there. That does make a lot of sense. Man, this feels good. We haven't done this sort of theory crafting in a long time or just <laughs> I, idea crafting yeah, whatever exactly. you call it whatever you want to call it um so yeah the next part i was gonna say is and this might blow your four-day thing out of the water okay phases don't seem independent of each other so that's one thing i noticed yep so in the picture the offense side is in phase two while the def defense side is in phase one. So, one thing I mentioned here is, do you win once you've completed all four phases the quickest? Can this event be beaten quickly and not set by time to phases? Meaning, okay, if you... This is the part I would not like about this if this is the way it was. There's no reason to get I mad about it. it. There's this, no reason to get but... mad about it if that's what it was. But... If there is not time based per phase and you had whoever beat it the quickest was the winner of it, I don't think that would be good because it would basically boil Agreed. down to it started at this time. This guild was all around the I quickest don't think they'll do that. to uh, beat it for that. It seems like they're trying to 
cater to the fan base that wants stuff that you can kind of play a little bit more whenever you want. That's kind of what they did with territory battles. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think that's what they'll do, but carry on. Sorry. So my idea, if that were the case that they could do to alleviate that would be, okay, if you beat it in a certain, if you beat a phase, let's say you, all your guild members were there and did it and finished it. And now phase one is done throw a cooldown on there of like six hours. You would have to wait six hours now to start the next phase. So basically, depending on what time you finish and how long that six hours goes, if it goes into the night, maybe now you're behind if the guild you're playing is European and they're all around after their six hours ends and now things are back even after two phases, you know what I mean? If you put a, if you put a timer after you've finished a phase... So let's say six hours and before you could start the next phase, things could be evened out a little bit in that case. Hmm. But it, it, it does seem to me from the picture, which doesn't mean a whole lot because it's a work in progress concept, that the phases, just from the picture, are not independent of each other. Or they're independent yeah. of each other. Yeah, so. and... Uh... Yeah, that's kind of an interesting point. So, I don't know, man. That'll be interesting. But the Racking real question brain, becomes... Do without, you have any more theory crafting on the picture that you want to talk about? Anything uh, else we missed in there? I mean, no, it's very I basic mean, compared to so, what it will uh, the, be. The only other thing, I mean, we talked about all the little pictures emblems and stuff that are on there however they're not on all of them i mean most of them don't have anything on them mm-hmm. so like on the offense side you've got the little speed deal in the top right and you have something chained in the bottom left you don't really have anything else so i don't know that's just seems a little odd but i don't know i'm just still trying to think how these could work you know work together and uh you know it could be one of those things that's i don't know never mind i don't know (laughs) well let's go to the question that has nothing to do with the picture what do you want to see with this what do you mean like what do you want guild versus guild to be i want it to be the tournaments coming back i thought tournaments were amazing i might be the only person that misses them um I really really wish that they would bring some sort of battle system like that back. I want to see a way that you can fight other teams besides just the arena teams that you fight. I mean, I like this both teams starting from zero turn meter and battling. I want more of that outside of arena. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, tournaments were great for that. It was fun to test different teams, see how your team did on defense, you know, set up a defensive team and all that good stuff. That's what I want this to be. I want it to be setting up defensive teams, seeing how your teams do on defense, making them difficult to be, and then, um, you know, having it be just regular battles. Uh, yeah. 
I, I miss tournaments. I miss the rewards. They were amazing. All the credits and the rewards of tournaments stuff. were definitely really good. They were incredible. Uh, like so sad. Joseph Fitzwater had a good point in the uh live chat yes. though, and I totally agree. It was not the thing to be used for character introduction. Especially with my Agreed. first point of what I want to see with this is that no cheating. We're, going, yes. we're, we're moving back into the realm of PvP again, and uh, I think and hope that they learned their lesson with cheating in the tournaments and having to de- combat that and everything else. But uh, that's the first thing I want, no cheating. And the fact that you're not introducing characters this way anymore is great because it was just too much to try to get a new character unlocked, just even unlocked. So now we're getting them in marquee events. We get them unlocked. Before, you couldn't even get them through a tournament unlocked unless you got in the top 100, I believe, out of a 20,000-person tournament. This makes me wonder why they move from that to the marquee event rather than just adding character shards across the board in tournaments. Mm-hmm. Like, you participate in the tournament, you basically get a ton of shards for the character and, you know, have, like, half the people unlock it or whatever. I mean, basically be like the marquee events um, in the character, but you'd still get all the bonus stuff, all the credits, all the gear and everything else that you got with it. Another thing that I think that I want to see with it, and I think that the way it's set up, we will see, is just like tournaments, setting a defense team and having an offense team. Now, I doubt that you'll be able to use the same characters from your defense team and your offense team, because that would be weird to have them in two spots, but it'll be interesting to be able to... a defensive team. Yeah, exactly. So if you're putting your these characters as a defense team on this side of the board, they're not available on the offense side of the board. And I think that would be really cool to be able, because it's really, it's really not that hard to find a good offense team in arena, right? You know, I I just figured something out. Sorry to interrupt. I think I may know why these are offset. Mm Mm-hmm. What's up? So think about this. Say a guild war starts. Uh Uh-huh. You can't immediately go on offense if we have to set defensive teams because the other team wouldn't have set their defensive teams. Mm-hmm. So the first six hours could be setting... Um, actually, that would make this reverse, wouldn't it? Uh, I was about to say... Unless, unless it starts from the middle and works outwards. Then, that would, then, then what I'm about to say would make sense. And that, and that would, would actually have... probably make the most sense compared to territory battles because territory battles start... With one territory, then two, then go to three, and this it does, from yep. inside this... out goes two, two, three, three. Yes. So okay. that would actually make sense. So you would be setting your defensive team, you know, a territory ahead of where you're doing your offensive battles so that, you know, you can set your defense for your enemy to attack in the next phase. And then, you know, in that next phase, you would be attacking their defense from the earlier one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, well, I, I don't... I think you're onto sense? something for sure there with the inside moving out com- compared to territory battles with less territories to start moving into more. So... Yep. Well, as far as rewards go, 
this is something that I put in the notes. We were going to talk about Guild versus Guild last week, but as we usually do, we got excited about what we were talking about and went long. But uh, I had put in here Zetas as rewards. And within a week, we already saw two events added, or Zetas added to two events as a way to get extra Zetas. So I would still like to see Zetas added to this, but uh, it's nice to see them being put in different places. Um, as far as other rewards go, a this is they keep adding these guild events, and uh, most guild events have a character you work towards as a guild to get, correct? So, like, uh, Rancor had Han Solo, the heroic tank had uh, General Kenobi, Territory Battles has Rolo because you have to have a guild yes. to get Rolo. I assume that Territory Wars would have their own character that you have to be in a guild and work towards to get. So that would be another thing I think would be in the rewards. I don't know who it would be on Jakku, unless it was... This one's for you, Giggles. Maybe it's Unkar Plunt. <laughs> Maybe we'll get Unkar Plunt. But, uh, yeah, I think there'll be a, a character. I'd like to see Zetas. It would be nice to have another way to get gear 12 salvage quicker than six day territory battles. Yeah. So I think those are three things I would definitely want in the rewards. Is there anything else you would throw in there? Um, Zeta's characters, uh, gear. I would, you know, obviously love to have more gear. I want more currency for the guild store or, uh, whatever they're calling that store. Guild event um, store. Guild event store, yes, that thing. Uh, I, those are kind of the biggest ones for me. Um, I do want to touch on a point that uh, my fellow Oklahoman and Thunder Thunder buddy Oradrun put in the chat um, regarding what I was talking about with you know starting in the middle and moving out. Uh, he said, but then you'd be fighting in opposite directions instead of advancing towards each other. Seems awkward from a design standpoint. My counter to that is, I could see this being something like you're playing it as you crash land in the middle, and then you're being attacked on one side, so you're having to defend that, but you're trying to fight your way out on the opposite side. Gotcha. I don't know, man. It's interesting. I, I like his point, and I think yours is valid, too. It'll be... I don't know, man. I'm excited just to see what it is, to be honest. Like, I'm more excited to get more information about Territory Wars than I am about the Dark Side Territory Battle. Yeah, Only because I think we know what we're getting for the most part with, part with the Dark Side Territory Battle, but beyond what the special teams you'll need for the special battles are and what heroes right, are legendary, kind of like the Hoth bros. But I'm more excited about territory or just to get information on that. Yep. So. Cool. Yep. You had something you wanted to talk about real quick before trivia. And what was that? Well, I wanted to bitch about the arena. Nah, not really bitch about it, but <laughs> just kind of talk about the arena and kind of where we're at. I have been running a Commander Luke Skywalker lead with R2, 
Old Ben, um, Raid Han, and General Kenobi. Mm-hmm. I have a problem. Uh-oh. I didn't get to do Arena today. And I dropped... This was the lowest I have finished in Arena in... It's been a very long time since I finished this low. It's gonna it may look, not sound look, low to a lot of people, but I finished 33rd. It's going to yeah. look nasty on your uh, uh, swagger chart. Sw- yes. Yeah, don't go look at my swagger for the next month. I dropped to 33rd, and I'm kind of at the point. It's There have been a few times where I dropped into the 20s this week, and it's I don't know if it's just more people getting teams geared up or what it is, but there is an absolute ton of Zeta Barris teams with Kenobi lead in my arena. There's a lot of Commander Luke Skywalker leads. It's primarily Commander Luke. There is like there is like one Thrawn team. And then you get into the twenties and you see a few Rexes. Um Rex? Yeah. What? And then there's one in the twenties, Admiral Akbar. Yeah, dude, that's right, the one here. I attack every time. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm. Th- this is one of the guys. His team is Rex lead with Darth Nihilus, Commander Luke Skywalker, General Kenobi, and Barris with a Zeta. Hmm. So. I'm at a if point, if I, Barris isn't behind General Kenobi, I do not fear those teams. I agree, but you know, with General Kenobi, it is rough. Yeah, it's exactly. Um, I wish I had a question in live chat uh, asking if we are in any chats in our arena shards. I think that is a really good thing to try to do is find other people in your arena. Because it can definitely help you hold rank a lot more when you know when people's payouts are. You're not you're not attacking people during their payout. People aren't attacking you during your payout. And it can just keep you from dropping a lot more. Um, versus, you know, just constantly battling back and forth between the same person. Because you're both fighting for the rank at the same time. Wait, wait, wait. So what? So actual PvP? Well, Sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I, Hater. I don't want to have Hater. this conversation again, but... Uh, uh, but, no, I think it can be, be f- really useful. And it's useful for... I think it's useful for a lot of reasons. One, you can have people actually test your teams, attack it, so you can kind of have them take videos of your team. We do that a lot in ours. Uh, you know, we'll attack each other's teams, take a video, post it, um, that way we can kind of see how our team's operating and stuff like that. Uh, and it's just kind of nice. I don't know. It's kind of nice to get a feel of where everyone's at and be able to talk to them. I, I'm at the point now in this game where I don't believe PvP exists. And not at the top of the shard. That's for sure. People need their crystals and people will work together to get them. And I think that's totally fine and cool. Whatever. I don't think it's PvP at all. You you still that, have to have the gear on your characters to Why beat do you them. think I miss tournaments? Yeah. Bring yeah, back tournaments. For sure. I okay. It's, so let me just say I, I shard chats are f- totally fine. 
do what you want to do to get your crystals because we all know that that is a premium currency and working to with people instead of against them to get them totally fine if you're going to do that i don't think it's pvp i don't think there's any real uh element of fighting to that as far as the what it boils down to in that point is do you have a team that is able to take number one you know uh, it's still i mean it's still about having a good team though i mean well, right you gotta have a good team and then you people, gotta be able to beat well, someone else's team no i know but people will still move you i mean people have to move up to where you're at to get further up it's not like people are just ignoring you i mean basically I would say probably 20 of the top 30 people are in our chat, and uh, there's a lot of other people outside that, and you get dropped. Like, it's... Here's another... Let me just... uh, Sorry. There's no way to avoid getting dropped. Yeah, exactly. Let me just say this, okay? I am not in a shard chat. So I don't have that experience. Now, what I've been told and what I hear is if you're not in that, you don't understand it. I can totally understand that point of view. I am not in one. I don't understand it. Totally fine. I might, My view might totally change if I was in that position. And that is the position that everyone in the shard chat takes against the people that aren't. Uh, I, Like I said, I don't have a problem with shard chats. I have a problem with PvP not being PvP. So, I don't have a problem with people being in shard chats. I just don't think it's PvP, and calling it PvP is ridiculous to me at the highest level on a shard when everyone is talking to each other. You know what I mean? If I, I were to go into World War II, knowing, talking to my Nazi Germany friends, knowing where they were going to be and where to attack them... It would not be a war. <laughs> That's not PvP. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I've been but, calling for an arena like change for quite a while. Like, so I, I think. Let me mention. The, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep doing that to you. I didn't no, mean go to ahead. cut you off. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. They, I was just going to say something mentioned by someone on Facebook of all places. Um. Rotating shards every six months or every two months or every three months would do away with all of this. If you move shards all the time, you wouldn't have this collusion. I mean, you would would, have no issue with it. It would be there still. People would try in their two months or their three months to build it. But then once that third month ended, it's all over. You got to do it all over again. And some at some but, point people might get tired of that, you know. But the I mean the problem with that is then where do you rank people in the shard that they move to? Unless you just move people perfectly parallel and it's just like a rotating like Okay, so you know those locks? Like those uh combination locks that have like five numbers on them and they rotate? So you could have like the different levels, like where each level is rotating a different direction to change it up. Does that make sense? Bad analogy, maybe. Um, I mean, I think there would be ways to do what you're talking about and get it changed up. But um, 
really that that's what tournaments were and that's why we need tournaments back i wouldn't mind a system where as you let's say six months was a season in this game and after that six months everyone ranked in the top 100 percent got thrown into one shard and in the next 200 percent were thrown into another shard next 300 so you basically mixed it up now you're putting the hardcore of the hardcore against each other putting these people that in this group against each other in this group and just keep switching that up and moving people in and out as things went well then you're gonna piss off even more people because all the hardcore people that probably spend more money in the game are all fighting against those type of people and they're at a dis they're at a disadvantage versus the people who aren't spending money on the game that aren't, you know, contributing in that way. They're getting an easier chance to get first place. Okay, I know this isn't, they don't equal each other because in a first person shooter versus a this type of game where you pay to play, it's totally different. But when you're playing, let's say, a first person shooter, the people at the bottom that suck <laughs> do not want to play the best players because they get stomped. These people will quit. These people keep playing because they feel awesome. Most of those people that are top-end players in these games want to play other top-end players to be the top. If you're beating the argument. best, you know you're the best. Now, are you are you are you the question comes down to are you content to play Continually play and stomp on people to get where you want to be. The question is, do you want to give up crystals? I don't want to give up my crystals. Okay, yes. I love my Uh, crystals. That is where where PvP ends and uh, crystal crystal, uh, group grouping or helping begins. Oh, quit hating. No. How is that hating? Oh, you're hating. Don't deny it. No, I hate that PvP doesn't Uh. exist. I no, I am with you. I think hey, you know where PvP else. exists. I'm fine. <laughs> Level ships fifty. Oh, yeah. rank fifty. Yeah, that's, that's fair. We're punching no. each other in the face every day. Doesn't matter what time it is. <laughs> but that's what this guild war could be. I mean, if yeah, for sure, for sure. Talk about guild wars. Uh, maybe points that you're. They could do it on a point system or something like that, and then, you know, you battle different guilds for maybe higher tier rewards based on how you're leveled but then people are going to complain because all the whales are getting more stuff than everyone else just getting a bigger advantage oh um well that's territory so it's not nothing changes in that case there's always going to be that for well i was talking guild war but right right but i'm saying territory battles it's that way it'll be that way in territory wars that's that's completely fine i'm not i'm not against that I, like, I don't have a problem with pay-to-play players having an advantage in getting characters early or this or that, you know. It's just, I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm rechanging <laughs> the name of this segment from uh, State of the Arena to Off the Rails About Arena Stuff. Uh, who are you using in Arena? I am... Uh, <laughs> This hurts me to say because I'm never I never usually am this way, but I am the same as everyone else almost. I run CLS lead 
with a Zeta Han, a Sharon <sighs> Bays, and yeah, I know, right? Who is the fourth, third <laughs> one? Oh, R2. So R2, Zeta wow. Han, CLS, Churton Bays. Yeah. Six star bays. It is. I still ridiculous. don't have seven star bays. There's almost no uh, Beirut in my arena anymore. Like, they're gone. But nobody uses them. Well, they should probably uh, be out of my team, but that's why I'm at 50. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how they've kind of just fell just really fell away and i kind of think it's due to raidhan actually you know being worth the shit um so anyway this whole segment was supposed to be where we talk about arena then we talk about our ships but we're running long so hey we talked about arena we talked about the same thing we always talk about i just want to say one so my arena team i'm gonna be testing this week i have got to figure out something else um i've got to find a new team i hate dropping that far if you have any ideas on characters i should test or anything like that uh throw some ideas at me i'm kind of thinking you know maybe something with akbar or but i've seen akbar teams in my arena and they don't do real well um i don't know i gotta come up with something I don't know that I'm going to change mine anytime soon. Only because I'm still getting my 100 and... Yeah, it's super exciting. My 150 crystals from rank 50 every every day. So I'm okay with that. Nice. Um, You know who I really want to bring back? Han? Stormtrooper Han? My boy Death Trooper. Oh. I may have we'll to get come your Krennic and, uh, you know, then nope, good. not doing Krennic. I like Death Trooper by himself. Not doing Krennic because he's on one hard note. Yeah. It, yeah. Ain't wasting <laughs> my time. Not worth it. All right. You ready for this? I am ready. What's up? I checked earlier. There are new questions. Oh, kick in that jazz. Love it. I need to turn it down just a pinch, though. Working on it. Alright, so. I got the trivia up. I am blue screened. I can't see anything but the slides. So if I pick my nose, I won't realize it while I'm live streaming, and you will all see it. So there Dan? it is. I have a very important question. Have you made it to where people can see and read the questions on live stream yet? I still haven't figured that out. Oh my god. I know. I'm a terrible person. I don't disagree with you. (laughs) Luckily they can hear my voice, so that's a thing. Just like you, they can uh, try to decipher my drunken rambling of the question. Yeah. At some point, you're going to have to read the questions because I'm sure it is much harder for you not looking at the question to answer them than for me. 
it is. That's why I want to look at the questions. <laughs> All right, well, trivia number one. One point plus an additional point on condition. Whatever that means. Which of the following gear is farmable from an eight synergy, eight synergy, eight energy node? Mark three Carbanti sensor array. Mark seven Merson shield generator. Mark three Zerka stun cuffs. Mark four Cheetek cum link. I have a guess, but I. I'm willing to bet it's probably wrong. So, Mark III Carbonti, Mark III Stunt Cuff, uh, the Mark IV Cheetah Comlink, and the Mark VII Shield Generator. Mark VII Shield Generator. You know what? I'm not going to put what I think it is and just go with something that might be wrong and hope it's right. So, this is from a, uh... Eight energy node. Eight energy node. Alright, I am writing down my answer. I am showing my answer. And it is? Um... Mark IV... Cobbling. That's what I put also. Originally, I had stun cuffs. Mark III Zerka stun cuffs. But it just seemed too obvious, so I just went with something else. Alright, here we go. Wait, what? Mark III Carbonti Sensor Arrays. Farmable from Darkseid 6G. Get the hell out. <laughs> well, Seriously? Well, apparently. Th- this is like the tip of the week right here. If you didn't stay for trivia, you're missing out. Yeah, get your Carbonti sensor raised. No way. No freaking way. Holy shit balls. That's a thing. I've been farming 10 energy. I've been farming those damn things from a 10 energy. What were you thinking? Now you gotta look back. Figure it out. Unbelievable. (laughs) <laughs> well, here we are giving out tips to ourselves. Thanks, Dead Deadshot to the rescue. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, next question. We both missed that one, so it's still six to three, you. One point for this one. Which of these statements is false? Home One's defiant volley can result in a single target being hit up to four times. And only two ships in the game refer to another specific ship in their abilities. I'm going... What what, what was the question? Okay, which one is false? Home One's defiant volley can result in a single target being hit up to four times. And the other one is only two ships in the game refer to another specific ship in their abilities. I'm a little bit confused on the first one. Um, What are you confused about? Maybe I can clear it up. I'm kind of wondering if that kind of refers... 
Actually, I don't want to say too much. So you're confused right. on the uh, the ability name. I I. Don't. You have an answer. Never That's mind. I have an question. answer. I'm going with the first one, that of Malakbar. So am I, because I believe that his AOE ability can call in two attacks, and not three. Okay, but he, okay, here's here's kind of what I was thinking on this, though. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. It calls in buffed characters. Yeah. It said, and the question was that that can hit a single target four times, which it could if you had two characters that are buffed on his AoE. So his AoE hits, calls in the two characters that are buffed, and if one of those is First Order TIE Fighter Pilot, it would get hit four times off of that ability. Hmm, I think it's thinking of 99% of the time, then. I don't know. What's, what's well, we'll see. What's the answer? There are no ships with a natural counter chance. There are exactly four ships with three... What? I'm very confused. Oh, there were four answers. Oh my god, damn. <laughs> they weren't on the same slide. Uh... Alright, there's two more. There's two more answers. Okay. There are no ships with a natural counter chance. And there are exactly four ships with three crew members. Okay, so... There are four ships with three crew members? Yes. That doesn't sound right. I don't know, man. I can think of three that I think are wrong. Uh, You know what? This is stupid. I'm gonna... I got an answer. I'm putting my I'm answer I'm changing down. my answer. I'm changing my... <laughs> this is stupid. I'm changing my answer to the second one. Okay. That there are only, what, two ships that directly reference another ship or something? Yes. I changed mine to there are no ships with a natural counter chance. Okay. Alright, so the answer is... The answer is there are no ships with a natural counter chance. What the hell? How? Sunfog has counter chance. Does Kylo's... Kylo's command shuttle has a natural counter chance of 30%. Yeah, see, there you go. There are no ships with a natural counter chance. That is false because Kylo's command shuttle has a natural counter chance of 30%. Now what it says about the other three... Home One's AoE can hit up to four if there are two buffed allies and one is first order. Oh my god. I F. Stupid. Next part four ships with three crew members Kylo Shuttle, Ghost, Phantom, and Cassian's U Wing. And Ghost and Phantom are the only ships that refer to each other in their abilities. Coming back, baby. Six to four now. You did that intentionally to confuse me. Hell, I forgot what all the freaking answers were. <laughs> this is why next week you're going to read the questions. I would have no issue doing so. All right. Well, I don't know why that hasn't been a thing that has happened already. All right. Next question. 
Mother Talzin adds another character to the game who doesn't hold a weapon in their hand when resting. Name the other non-droid characters who doesn't hold weapons while resting. Half a point for each answer. Anything that they use to attack with is considered a weapon. So jaw engineers, detonator, Ugnaughts, wrench, etc. Help, there are six. Okay, so repeat the question one more time. Mother Talzin adds another character to the game who doesn't hold a weapon in their hand when resting. Name the other non-droid characters who doesn't hold weapons while resting. Anything that they use to attack with is considered as weapon. So Jawa engineers detonator, Ugnaught's wrench. Okay. So this one's interesting because it requires a lot of thinking and trying to still talk on a audio podcast. So yes, I have, it does. <laughs> I have one. Um, I have three so far. You have three? Well, fantastic. Um, it's bad news for me. And I am really trying like hell to think of a few more. And there's bound to be a couple. I mean, there's obviously several because. Yeah, yeah I'm sure there's plenty. Can I and ever it's think non-droids. of non-droids? I wonder if this question was added before the New Night Sisters. Huh. That's a good point. Not that it matters because I just gave you two answers if it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did, and I'm gonna put them on there just to be safe. <laughs> um Wow, we're really taking a long time on this one. Uh, I'm down four to six, and you said you had three already, so now I really want to think. I'm at five, but I am not coming up with any more that are non-droids. I mean, this is... Crap, I was starting to write in BB-8. He is a droid. I think I thought of another one. You're okay. You're destroy me in this, aren't you? I've got six. I don't know. We'll see. Mine are all six. probably wrong. Got really none. Okay. Who punches well. people in the face? That's the real question. You ready to show? Yeah, better than try to think about it while everyone listens. I put Palpatine, Spirit, and Zombie. Ooh, Palpatine didn't think of that one. Um, I am showing my answers, and they are Han, Jawa Engineer, Ugnaught, Zombie, Spirit, Chewie, and Thrawn. I put all those just to be safe. Okay, what did you put again? Name them off slowly, one by one. Han Solo. Jawa Engineer. Han Solo, not on the list. Really? I think he holds the gun down at his side. I thought he pulled it out of his holster. Yeah, I think it's. I think he's holding it to his side. But what was the second one? Jawa Engineer. He is holding a thermal detonator. Oh, is he? Nope. What's the next one? Oh. You said Ugnot? That he's yeah. holding the wrench. Oh, I misheard the question. Right, okay. So what's four? 
uh, add zombie and spirit, and then I had Chewbacca and Thrawn. Okay, Thrawn is on there. So is spirit okay. and zombie. Okay. So you got three. I had Palpatine, Spirit, and Zombie, so I also had three. Damn. So what it's were a the other ones? What were the other answers? The other answers were Daka. Makes perfect sense. Hermit Yoda. And that was the ones we missed. Daka and Hermit Yoda are the ones we missed between each other. Okay. Alright, question four. Another long one, so bear with me. Oh, jeez. How many party heals are in the game that has the potential to heal more on certain conditions other than each tune's individual max health? Name the tunes with these heal abilities. What I mean is the party heals with the text of and each tune recovers X percent of their max health does not count here as other condition. Did you understand that? You lost me. Repeat it. You lost me too. How many party heals are there in the game that has the potential to heal more on certain conditions other than each tune's individual max health? Name the tunes with these heal abilities. So basically, a tune that says each tune recovers X percent of their max health does not count. So there has to be something else to it. Oh. So I think I understand. Deal. Yeah, I got it now. Um, I got it. No good answers. <laughs> I have two answers. Um, let me see if I have any more. We'll see if any of them are correct. And it's an additional heal based on something, right? Yes. Oh, shoot. Um, what you got, Ming? You got your answers? Still thinking. I'm still thinking. I got a couple on the tip of my tongue, and I can... Uh... Ooh, I got another one. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not, but I think it is. Alright, I got five answers. You let me know when you're good. Ah! <laughs> so, I wish I could read the chat right now. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> dude, I... Um... Let me know when you're done racking that brain of yours. Okay, I'm showing my answers. I put down three of them. My answers were Daka, Barris, and Short Trooper. I had Daka and Barris, Talia, Chirrut, and Hermit Yoda. Here's the problem. There's only one. Tuscan Shaman. <laughs> really? Because his heals more for each enemy suffering a negative status effect. Interesting. On a side note, 
Admiral Akbar's It's a Trap also heals more for each dispelled negative effect. However, this is not a party heal ability by default. Huh. Well, there you go. Wow. Both got them all wrong. I wrote five and they were all wrong. I tried to cover the more as many you bases know. as I could. <laughs> yeah, the more you know for sure. All right, last question. Okay. While farming mods, you pull up arrow with plus three speed as a primary stat. What is the most speed you can get on it? I feel like I should know this. I got my answer. You said plus three speed? Yeah, so plus three speed. What, what does that mean, primary stat? Oh, crap. What is the most it'll go to? Yes. Oh, I got an answer. I got my answer. Okay. Yeah, I got mine. What do you got? Showing 21. My answer is 26, and the answer is 26. When starting from plus 3, it is a 4-dot mod. So 4-dots go to 26, 5-dots go to 30. 26 really? is the answer. Yes. You know what that really? means, right? Oh, you I said don't. wait. You tell me. What, what, am I, what am I waiting for? Uh, is it really? Yes, it is 26 for a four, stop, four dot mod. You know, it's funny. The question threw me off because I was thought it was talking about secondaries. If you got a plus three secondary, what it could go to. I, I thought three dot mods started at three. I didn't know four dot mods started at three. Nope, it's four dot mods because five dot mods start at plus four speed. So that when I said, you know what that means, you know where I'm going, right? Your three-point lead is now down to one. No, hold on. I get a point as well. Because three-dot mods also... Wait, what was the question? What's the most it can go to? It says, when farming mods, you pull an arrow with plus three speed as primary stat. What is the most speed you can get it on? Shit. Okay. Well, fuck. Alright. I, I kind of had the right... You had the right three. answer for a three-dot mod. Yeah, son of a bitch. But All a right. four-dot starts at plus three also. Yes. Boom, shakalaka. I am only down by one now. This is a good week. I like it. Arr. I really thought you were going to go ahead by five during the uh, characters standing without weapons. But uh, didn't happen. I misheard the question. <laughs> didn't get exactly what you meant on that one. The, uh, the character standing one or the mod one? The character standing one. No, oh, okay. the mod one. I. All right, you'll read the questions I'll... next week, and we'll see how that goes for me. And see what we if... really need to do is get you to figure out how the hell to put them up on the live stream. That way, it's not an issue. That here's way, why everybody I, can see. Here's why I do it the way I do it. Okay. If I put it up on the live stream, I would be able to see the answer slides. And if I just bring the slide up on my screen for me to see myself, I don't see the answers. How would you see the answers? Because the answers are in the slides on the left 
while the uh, big ones are on the right. I can't just add the single slide as a thing on the uh, live stream. At least not Seriously? that I know of yet. So I'll have to think about it more this week. Uh, so. That's annoying. Anyways, we've gone long like we always do, so we gotta cut this out now. Alright. Check us and out on Twitter at Shattered Order. Where can they find our Patreon? They can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash shattered order. You can find us on YouTube and make sure to join our Discord channel. You can find a link in the show notes. And in the bio of our Twitter. And there. So, thank you all for listening. If you've made it this far, may the force be with you. Thanks for listening. Always. We will catch you next week. Later. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.